we'll be keeping you up to date. Again, Pastor John and Pastor Rachel will be here uh, on February the 5th. Is that correct? 5th? Uh, which is a Monday night. It's a random night. I know it's the only time they could be here. We, we'd love for you to be here. Meet them, hear from them, hear about what God's doing in Pakistan, hopefully ask some questions, all that good stuff. Cool? Cool. Well, um, we've been talking about, this is our last uh, entry in the Full of It series. I hope you've enjoyed it. This has been our January, kind of to start the year off. And I've kind of you know, looked at a few things that I want to encourage you to be full of. Um, I've, I've had you turn to your neighbor and say, um, I'm full of it. I had you uh, turn to your neighbor and say, you're full of it. So if you will, turn to your neighbor and say, we're both full of it. Yeah, just getting that off your chest, it feels good sometimes, doesn't it? Just being honest. Yeah, we're all full of it, aren't we? Look, we are all full of something. And in week one, we went over that. It was called filling up, and we said what you're filling up on determines what you're full of. So if you don't like what you're full of, change what you feed on, right? Week two, we talked about being full of vision. Your vision makes the decision. Your vision makes the decision. Where, where you believe you and God has you going will help you in your decision-making in your choices. Last week, we talked about being full of faith. We learned that faith is not just a mind game, but it's trust evidenced by action empowered by relationship. That's what real faith is. And so this week, we're talking about being full of purpose. Full of purpose. I encourage you. We've got all of our past um, messages. They're on CD in the foyer there at the Welcome Center. They're also online for you to listen to. And we have our podcast of the sermons that are available. Um, I also encourage you in the VFC app. We've got the notes. You can download the app. Go to Sunday at VFC. Um, and then you can look at all the different right things available. You can do fill in the blank notes and follow along with us. We long for purpose. You long for purpose. It's been hardwired into you. Why? Because you live in a purposeful world. Think about that for a second. There is nothing that you can see, touch, taste, hear, or feel that doesn't have purpose. The chairs that you're sitting on, the paint on the walls, the concrete that was poured... Even the trees, the leaves on the branches have a purpose. The air that you're breathing right now have a purpose. You're, just, you're disseminating oxygen all throughout your bloodstream, through your lungs. You're breathing out carbon dioxide, which in turn feeds the trees. Everything has purpose. Even, even if you're not sure why some things, like maybe I'm going to go with a mosquito. Like why, like why did God, but here's the thing. We still know that they have purpose. We still know that the wings on the mosquito have a purpose to make it fly. The eyes have a purpose to help it see. And that little stinger thing has a purpose to draw your blood. Um, but but it, everything has purpose. And, and this is what's interesting. Because we live in a purposeful world, then we have an obvious designer. There's obviously things don't exist. Like the chair that you're sitting on, someone came up with the concept of the chair. They, they had a design for the chair. And then they made the chair. And purpose means that you've got a designer. And so the designer of this world, the God of this world, has a purpose for you. And you know this. You crave this. You want this. People without a sense of purpose find themselves being unhappy. They find themselves making poor decisions. 
Because there are substitutes out there for true biblical purpose. Money, power, fame, sex, and substances. All of these are just desperate grabs for a temporary sense of purpose. You are hardwired for meaning. You are hardwired for meaning. You, you, you have an innate desire to matter. It's why you get mad when someone cuts you off in traffic. Why? Because you matter. Hey, this is, this is, my, this is me. This is my car. Don't cut me off, bro. Right? It's our, it's our desire. It's our need to matter. You were hardwired for meaning and you were designed for purpose by the creator who made you on purpose. So you have a deep need for purpose. And God wants to supply that purpose to you. So you should be asking yourself about right now, well then, okay, what's my purpose? (laughs) What's my purpose? I want to show you a scripture. It's Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. I'm going to have it on the screen up here behind me. Look at this, and this is in the, the New Living Translation. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. I love that word, masterpiece. Some translations say workmanship. We are God's work, workmanship. In other words, we are um, the result of God's hard work. We are the result, but I love the word masterpiece because it denotes art, right? Like the Mona Lisa was da Vinci's masterpiece. Like, like we know like one of the best things that, that he created. In the same way, you, you are God's masterpiece as well, you are his workmanship. You are the fruit of his labor. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do good things, the good things that he planned for us long ago. We were created in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. Now, let me, let's just break this out. I, I want to make sure that you see what this verse is telling you. It tells us three things about your purpose. And if you are walking in these three things, you will be walking in purpose. Here's the first one. Is that it's in Christ. It's in Christ. It says, we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus. So, you know, you may find something that you like to do. You may enjoy your job, and that's awesome. But it won't become your purpose until it's found in Christ. It's only in Christ. You can do good works. You can adopt 18,000 babies from China. You can give all your money away. But what does Scripture say? But if I have not love, it profits nothing. Why? Because your purpose is only found when it's done in Christ. So in order, the first step towards finding your purpose, being full of purpose, is that it's got to be in Christ Here's the next thing. It says, he created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do good things. Well, hey, now this seems rather simple, but your purpose is going to be good things. If your purpose isn't good things, it's bad things, then it's not your purpose. I know entire ministries that their entire purpose is to trash other ministers. That's not God's purpose. There, there may even be an element of truth to the things that they say. But, but, but it's good things. Your role in life is not to correct everyone that you know. I felt like that should have gotten a better amen. I'm going to say it again. Your role in life is not to correct everyone that you know. Your role in life is not to show everyone how much you know. Right? That, that's, that's not good things. Which, you, should, you can ask yourself when you do something, which fruit of the Spirit is being evidenced by what I'm doing right now? Love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, gentleness, self-control. 
Which one, is, which one of these is in, is in action right now? That's what determines that it's good. That's what determines that it's in Christ. And so you're going to see that your purpose is going to be, is going to be in Christ. It's also going to be good things. Here's the last part of this verse. It says, you're created. he created us anew in Christ so that we could do good things that he planned for us. And so here's the last part. It's according to his plan. Well, I want to do this. I, want to do, I wish I was like this. No, God's got a plan for you, though. He's not interested. See, as the lead pastor of BFC, God doesn't want you to dress like me, talk like me, do your hair like me, you, know, or you spike it up or whatever. He, he doesn't want you to follow that, right? He wants you to follow the faith and the movement of the ministry of BFC, but he wants you to do it in your way. He wants you to do it in the way that he designed you. Because remember, purpose, having a purpose means that you have a designer. So he's got a specific design for you. So in order to find your purpose, it's going to be these three things. It's going to be in Christ. It's going to be doing good things. It's not going to be bad things. He's not calling you to that. And it's going to be according to his plan. Now, thankfully, God helps us find his purpose for our lives in his word. There's something called the seven motivational gifts I want to just share with you really quickly. And, and we, you can turn to Romans 12. We're going to read this real quick. Romans chapter 12. Now, really quickly, we go over this in detail in Course 101, which will be starting soon this spring. Um, and, and we break out all the different gifts. But just really quickly, you know that we serve three persons, one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Each of these persons of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, each give gifts to us. The Father gives us these motivational gifts. The Son, Jesus, gives us ministry gifts. Okay, you've heard of the five-fold ministry. That's a gift from Jesus. It says it explicitly. And then the Holy Spirit gives us gifts. You can read about those in 1 Corinthians 12 that anyone can participate in if you want to use those power tools to get the work of the ministry done. So the Father gives gifts, the Son gives gifts, and the Holy Spirit gives gifts. You with me? We're talking about the Father's gifts this morning. They're known as motivational gifts. In other words, what I want you to understand about these gifts, okay, that you were born with these. It, it, the scripture that we read before, it says, according to the things he planned for us long ago. Okay, I don't believe that God has every single moment of your life planned out. I don't believe that. I don't believe that in scripture. And we can talk, and I know some people are like, what? I don't believe that. I believe he wants you to partner with him and come into alignment. I believe he has a perfect will for you, but I believe he's waiting on you to come into alignment with that will. Okay? So, but even though he might not have every moment of every day planned out for your life for you, he does know what's going to happen. He will empower you through it. And he gave you before you were even born, these motivational gifts, they're going to help you determine what your purpose is. These things show up, these gifts show up in your personality, and they're what makes you, you. We're not all the same. We all react to different things in different ways, right? Let's read Romans 12, 4 through 8. It says, Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts, here we go, for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve him well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. 
If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, then do it gladly. So we see that there there are seven motivational gifts outlined, and they're up on the screen behind me. There's seven motivational gifts that are outlined here. There's prophecy, and we're going to talk about each one really quickly. Prophecy, now prophecy has got this kind of weird spooky dust thing on it. Ooh, prophecy. Let me give you a simple definition for prophecy. Prophecy is saying what God says. Saying what God says. Sometimes it's the future. That's foretelling. Sometimes it's just a declaration of what he's saying. That's foretelling. It's both, foretelling and foretelling. It's simply saying what God says is prophecy, okay? And many of you, you have a strong desire to, to, to declare what God is saying. And, and people who, are, who have a gift of prophecy see, tend to see things in black and white. They tend, to, they tend to not understand grace sometimes and have to be reminded that it's okay. You've got to give people mercy a little bit. But they're like, but this is what God says. I know, <laughs> right? But if you're running when everyone else is walking... You're going to be by yourself. So that's prophecy, okay? Prophecy is awesome. Serving. Serving. I love servers, right? I love servers. As soon as you, soon as you need something, they're there. Start stacking chairs, buddy. And okay, and they'll start doing it, right? They love serving. They love doing things for other people. Teaching. Teaching. Teaching are, are, teachers are, are, are the people who want to get into the Word, and they have a deep desire to teach the, the correct nature of the Word, what God is saying, Right? The, 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 the desire to, and, and teachers, you know, you know you're a teacher when someone says something that's kind of like crummy theology and you're like, oh, oh, let me share you a scripture with you, right? So that's, that's the nature of a teacher. Encouraging. The New King James calls this exhortation. You may have heard that word. It's encouraging. It's, you, you just love encouraging people. These are the people that always notice when you get a haircut. Hey, that looks great. Or if they don't like it, they'll say, hey, you got a haircut. That's a little gift. You can use that. Hey, you got a haircut. Sweet. Do you like it? Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad you like it. That's, that's the encouragers, right? Giving. Now, here's what I know. See, everyone, we just, Cheryl did an amazing job of talking about our, our, our ability uh, to give. But some people, above and beyond just giving, they like live to give. And this is what I know about people with a spiritual gift of giving. They like giving to specific things. I mean, they'll give like a tithe to a church or they'll give an offering to a ministry. But when someone says, this person has this need for this reason, they're like, I'm going to dig deep. That's what motivates them is giving. They like giving to specific stuff. The people that I know with the motivational gift of giving, I always try to, to, to um, let them know specifics because that's what they want to give to. Leadership, leadership, administration. Leadership is, is think about the feet of the body of Christ. It's they're taking us, the leaders are taking us to where we should be. All right? And so leaders lead, leaders organize, leaders get stuff done. Someone might be dreaming of a ministry. That's wonderful. What a great idea. But unless you do it, it doesn't really matter. So the leaders, the administrators are like, let's get this done. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what the leaders do. And then lastly, mercy. Mercy. Mercy is a motivational gift. Mercy is a motivational gift. There are people who reveal the heart of God towards humanity because of their just incredible empathy for others. These are the people that that cry when the dogs are on TV. 
right? They're mercy motivated. And what's cool is when you have something happen in the body of Christ, let's, let's, let's say someone loses a job. Someone loses their job and, and it's just it's messing with the, with, the, uh, with the person. You'll see all these gifts going on and going to action. The, the prophetic person starts declaring God's purposes over their life. You need to do this because God says this, right? And they're declaring who God is. The, the server is like, well, hey, can I come help? Can I come clean your house? Can I come do something for you, right? They're just, we're going to serve during this time for you. The encourager is like, I believe in you, brother. I believe in you, sister. You've got this. You can do this. You've got something good inside you. You're going to find a new job. The giver is like, look, here, let me help you out. For I know this month's going to be tough. Let me, let me dig deep and help you out. The leader is going to be administrating everyone. Okay, we need to get them food, all right? You call them on Tuesday, I'll call them on Wednesday, right? They're getting, they're going into work. That's what the leaders are doing. And then the mercy person's in the corner crying. Oh. It's not that bad. But the, mercy, but the mercy person is like, look, look, I'm with, I just want to be with you during this tough time. You are, you see yourself in one of those motivational gifts, maybe a few of them. God Put that in you, and that's your purpose. I want to give you a website real quick. This is your homework. Go to this site. If you're on the app, if you scroll all the way to the bottom of our notes for today, you can just click on the website from there. But go to this website, and they'll give you a test, okay? Now, this is not the gospel. You need to hear from God about what your motivational gifts are. But this is a good way. It's going to take you through all seven, ask you some questions. You like taking quizzes. You do it on Facebook all the time. It'll give you the percentage. (laughs) I had three that I scored over 50% on and four of them that were under 50% and one almost zero. But I'm not telling you which one that was. Stop. Wait, what? Mercy. What? That was second to last. <laughs> it wasn't last. Oh, I'm merciful. Yeah. So that's you getting roasted by my congregation. That's awesome. I love it. I feel the love. I feel the love. I need my encouragers to kind of come out of the... That's right. Thank you. So yeah, so look, here's, here's my question for you. And then we're going to do something, we're gonna do something uh, special real quick. Are you full of purpose? Do you know your, what your motivational gift is? Are, are you willing to make sure that it's in Christ, that it's good things, right? And that it's according to God's plan, according to your motivational gift. That this is what, this is, look, if you, some of you, you've been really unhappy and you don't know why. This is why. You're not walking in your purpose. You're trying to copy what you see someone else do. Yeah, well, mom was this way, dad was this way, brother or sister's this way. You're not happy, though, because you're just trying to do what they do. That's not what God's calling you to do. He's calling you to be you in him. Amen? Amen. So here's what I want to do real quick, real quick. We at VFC, we want you to be able, we want you to be able to find your purpose. And we want to provide opportunities for you to do this. So we have a whole host of ministry team leaders. I'm going to call them up one by one. And really quickly, I want you to see all the opportunities you have to walk in your purpose. So as I call you up, if you're here, um, come just stand up front and we'll just form a line. Now, if, if, if you're here, I want you to understand something. You won't be happy until you serve. But you also won't be happy if you're serving in a position you're not created for. Right? So I want you to pay attention. 
pay attention. And in a moment, we're going to pass out a car that's got all this on it. So first of all, altar ministry team is Lindsay Hogan. Okay, so the altar ministry team, they're the team that prays for you after the service. They love pouring into people. They see people get saved, healed, delivered, set free. It's incredible. If that floats your boat, Lindsay's the one to see. Celebrate Recovery is Hoyt and Shauna Roundtree. Celebrate Recovery meets Tuesday nights. It's for those with hurts, habits, and hang-ups. It's a community-wide thing. We're the only Celebrate Recovery in Thomasville. And, and it's, it's setting people free. It's an intense discipleship program based on 12 steps. They need help. They need help. And, and if you, especially if you like to serve, uh, if you're mercy motivated, this would be a great one for you. Intercessory prayer is Alicia Sampson. Intercessory prayer meets on, is it every Monday or every other Monday? Every Monday for right now. And they get together and they just pray their hearts out. We believe in prayer. And they pray and they pray and they pray. So that's intercessory prayer. Stage design is Laura Williams. Now, here's the thing. Well, how does stage design help people? Here's the deal. If you don't have an environment that leads people to Jesus, it's really hard to connect to him. So Laura helps do things that draw people to him in worship. And so if you like doing stuff with your hands, then this is an awesome opportunity. The welcome team is Will and Amber Fryer. So if you love people and you want, if, if you want to make people feel welcome, and if you want to hang out with a nut, <laughs> then that's the welcome team. And they, they make sure when people show up that they feel loved. The ushers, Duke Bryan. Now, the ushers are for security, all right? They're for safety. They're for order, all right? If that's important to you, then you might want to be an usher, all right? We, have, we do security sweeps during the service. We, we do all different types of things. They receive uh, the offering. Uh, they help seat people, right? Because y'all are all, like, worshiping, and you sit on the edge of a seat. You don't know that you're blocking a whole row, right? So Duke and his team is going to say, hey, move over, genius. So they're going to help you, okay? <laughs> He's much nicer. That's just my mercy coming out. Um, Holy Grounds is David and Haley Hobbs. They serve coffee. It's just a way to make people feel loved, right? And, and so if you're like, hey, anyone can pour coffee, right? You don't have to have been a Christian for 18 years to pour coffee. You can do that now, right? So that's Holy Grounds. The VFC street team is Kevin and Missy Lamb. They're out of town this week, but the street team goes outside of the four walls. Look, as wonderful as this is, we saw people get healed this morning. It was incredible. But, you know, people out there need that too. And that's the vision of the street team is loving people until they ask why. The Welcome Center is Val Sims. Where's Val at? There you are. The Welcome Center is the hub where everyone can go and get information about the service, about where to go, and all that good stuff. And so that's Val's team. Look, anyone can help at the, at the Welcome Center. Uh, Marsha DeMoga oversees the Christmas shoe po- boxes, Marsha and Wayne. And, they, and, and uh, every year we do Christmas in July, and we want to make sure that, that people... Uh, overseas know that they're loved and so if you love missions if you love children then this is something that you should get involved with um the food pantries michelle hancock so we get we gave out we served almost ten thousand meals last year through our food pantry probably more than that we're being like you know not generous with the statistics we're being uh we don't want to overstate but um but yeah the food pantry women's ministry this year is mara marchant 
The women need to get together and be ladies together, right? The guys' ministry, we're still searching for a leader. We'll let you know about that. But the guys, we're doing the same thing. We're going to get together, do stuff. We always put on an appreciation dinner for the ladies. It's going to be awesome. Um, Trace Diaz. Um, Mark and Karen Savage oversee this. Bobby and Becky are going to stand in for them. They're on the team. Trace Diaz is a three-day weekend. We like to send people on. And it's just it's a way to serve others. And so that this is a great way, especially if your heart is service. Uh, Dana is not here this morning, Dana King, but this is cool, for, new for this year. We're going to start a VFC choir. Huh, 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 huh. We've never done it. Let's try it. So, yeah, so we're going to start a choir. Dana's going to be overseeing that. You'll be hearing more about that. The care team, C.C. Wager. The care team, it, it means Christ affection reaching everyone. It's an acronym. It's inside ministry. So when people within our body, our church, they get sick, maybe they're going through a divorce, maybe they're going through a death in the family, they go into action. We're talking about meals. We're talking about cards, notes, just loving on the body of Christ. That's the care team. It's a, they, they do an amazing job. The big event team is Jason and Shauna Bryan. Um, when we do big events here, whether it's the Fall Festival, which is a major outreach, we had several hundred people here last, last year at the Fall Festival. They oversee that. They make sure big events get done well and represent excellence. The Burning is Anna Moore. It's our 20-somethings group, okay? And they, uh, they get together. They love God with all their heart, mind, and soul and love their neighbors as their self. And they do it with passion. And so Anna oversees that for us. Guest Connection is Philip and Christina Ambrose. This is our new group that's helping people who are new to VFC um, get, get more involved. So it's not just, I don't know how to get connected. Well, they're, they're tasked with, with doing that. Communion is Pamela Moon. The first, Monday, uh, first Sunday of every month is Family Sunday. We all take communion. It's an important, holy time. And so Pamela grabs people from within our church body and says, Hey, we want you uh, to serve. You know, the, the religion has said that only certain people can serve communion. And it's been this, we don't serve your kind. Not here. Not here. If you're a believer in Jesus, you can receive communion. And then last but not least is uh, First Contact, also known as Parking, which is Greg Vaughn. This is a new ministry this year. We, we sometimes have parking issues here at VFC, don't we? So Greg is the genius that is tasked uh, with, uh, that sounded sarcastic, but it's not. Um, he's tasked with helping us, making sure that, that parking is done. It's First Contact. We wanna, when people pull in the driveway, we want them to know that we, we're expecting them and we love them. And we, we need a lot of help with, the, with this new ministry. Look at all these leaders. Isn't that awesome? Now, let me ask you a question. You can stay standing. We're at, we're at the end. Let me ask you a question. Do you think you could help walk in your purpose through one of these teams? I think you probably could. The, the ushers are going to be passing out. Ushers, yeah, dude, you have to leave. And your team. Just as you stay standing, I know just it's, we're, we're going to multitask here for a second, but they're going to be passing out a card. It's got all of the different ministry teams. You can fill this out and turn it back in to the Welcome Center or give it to a pastor. We want, we want, we want to empower you. Now listen to this. 
We want to empower you to walk in your purpose. Why? Because walking in purpose creates healthy Christians. We want healthy Christians. We want healthy Christians. So pray about that. You can turn it in today. You can turn it in tomorrow. You can turn it, uh, turn it in next week. Whatever works for you. But, we, but don't say you didn't know. <laughs> don't say that there's no way for you to get involved. No way for you to walk in your purpose. Okay? So they're still, they're still passing that out. But I want to dismiss us. But before we do, everyone, unless you're receiving a, a, a piece of paper, I want you to close your eyes real quick. Close your eyes real quick. Just tell the Holy Spirit in your own words, doesn't have to be out loud, that you want to walk in your purpose. Show me my purpose. Let me be a part. Let me lead you in a prayer. Just say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, you designed me for purpose. So I want to walk in it. I know it needs to be in Christ. It needs to be good things. And it needs to be according to your plan. So by your grace, I commit to you, I'm going to walk in my purpose. Lead me to a service team in the church or out of the church that helps me walk in my purpose so that I might live a fulfilled life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All the team leaders, you can go back to your seats. Thanks, guys. And Tiffany.